This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and Dee. Listen, rate, subscribe. Investigators believe a man told his four-year-old child to fire a gun at officers following a dispute over his order at a McDonald's drive through in Salt Lake City. We have children, we have guns, we have fast food, and Mormons. That is a lot in one story. Sounds good. An officer was able to swipe at the gun as it was fired, directing the bullet away. It hit an old lady. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So that's usually the reverse of how it happens. Right, yeah. Okay. The unidentified man brandished a gun at the pickup window at the restaurant in Midvale, Utah, demanding his order be corrected. So the workers were like, hey, pull over into waiting area number one. And then they called the cops because you can't be waving your gun at the drive-thru lane. Correct. The man did not cooperate and had to be pulled from the car as officers were taking the man into custody. One looked back and saw a gun pointing from a rear window. (laughs) What is this, Ukraine? Every, Every kid's got a gun? What's going on over there? The officer who swiped the gun to the side as it was fired also yelled kid to the other officers after seeing how young the shooter was. A witness observed the man tell the four-year-old who was in the back seat with a three-year-old sibling to shoot the gun. Wow. Uh, sad day for law enforcement. Yeah, and while the world, really... To have an adult think it's okay to encourage a four-year-old to pull a firearm and shoot at police (laughs) illustrates how out of hand the campaign against police has gotten. I don't know about that. I know that that dude probably hates cops, and that's his own thing, right? And a gun in the backseat with a four-year-old. Right. That kid's back there going, Dad, should I save my bullets for the Chuck E. Cheese? That's usually where I got to blow mofos away. (laughs) To get on oh. the get on the ski ball game, I gotta blow some motherfuckers away. That kid talks remarkably well for being four. <laughs> well, he knows how to reload too. He's got the speed loader and he's got four mags on his little baby uh, satchel. Oh yeah, dude, that sounds good. Well, speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, oh yeah, dude. I suppose then we have to play. I wasn't expecting to cover this story this break, but you uh, you brought it in so well. I I kind of love it. I love it so much. Best song ever. Let the whole thing play. Please let it play. I got combat training from overseas. Now I'm the bouncer at the Chuck E. Cheese. I think I'd rather do a year in jail than another afternoon in Chuck E. Cheese hell. Chuck E. Cheese hell. I'm in Chuck E. Cheese hell. We cater to a snot-nosed clientele in Chuck E. Cheese hell. Mama drives Chipper to the Chuck E. Mall. Watches him waller in some plastic balls. The band sucks and the pizza's cold And you eat it with a slobberin' four-year-old In Chuck E. Cheese hell Puke with pepperoni still smells the same You waste a paycheck on a video game Lined up out the door like the stones are in town Ain't enough Chucky ass whippings to go around In Chuck E. Cheese hell I'm in Chuck E. Cheese hell Squalling youngins and a ski ball bell in Chuck E. Cheese hell. Guitar solo. Oh man. Shreds. 
did two tours of duty in Vietnam Fighting jungle rot and breathing napalm But they couldn't torture me half as well as little birthday f***ing Chucky Cheese Hell Chucky Cheese Hell I'm in Chucky Cheese Hell I gotta tell It'll you, it'll never not be funny. I have to tell you, uh, of all the great lines in music, all the great written lyrics, the lyric of "There's not enough Chuck E. Cheese ass weapons to go around." <laughs> Seriously, in my book, is the greatest line ever written for in a song, <laughs> and I mean that. Metallica, that. Stones. <laughs> Joan B- Baez. I, I don't care who you're talking about. Greatest line ever. <laughs> uh, the group Ceasefire Indy is holding a community meeting tonight asking for help to reduce gun violence following a deadly shooting Sunday outside of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Uh, many are saying enough is enough. After children were made to take cover, windows were shot out of the Chuck E. Cheese in the far east side and a man was found dead inside. Does it, it's a, to strike you that uh, that uh, there was less security at Visions Nightclub than there is at a Chuck E. Cheese? Does that strike you as? Uh, uh, and Rip Mo. Oh, Mo! Oh, no! uh, a lot of people were impacted by this," said Ceasefire Indie Press Della Brown. Um, her co-founder Ron G added, "When we say impacted, we're talking traumatized. You think, Ron?" The goal is to pull together resources to collaborate and come up with solutions. We're hoping to get more people activated, activated in this fight. I can't believe, I mean, Sunday, a Sunday night, so, yep, yep. you know, you probably had a birthday party winding down. Kids inside were told to take cover that the situation served as sort of a wake-up call for something that needed to be done. Well, yeah. I... It's the parents that let their kids go play Cobra Command, while they sit at the bar and just get ripped. That's when they. Well, uh, now not all Chuck E. Cheese's have beer. Oh, uh, most. Of, oh, I just. I think they all do, dude. I don't know. I think in Wisco they do. <laughs> but I don't know about anywhere else. I don't know about them other pussies that don't serve beer. To- <laughs> <laughs> so, I would take my kid to a, sit around three hours. What do you think I sit there for four hours? Uh, it was at about five thirty p.m. and several birthday parties were in full swing. When gunfire rang out, a noisy restaurant full of children became a scene of danger and panic when shots were fired. Yes. When officers first arrived to the scene, there was chaos. They were met with chaos. There were people trying to flee the facility. There were people trying to get into their cars and get away from the areas. Gunshots had been fired. Yeah, I mean. So officers met with witnesses, vehicles trying to leave there, as well as children and parents trying to leave. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, um, it's it's. It's bad enough when gunfire breaks out at a regular bar. It just when you add kids, it just seems a little worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was ordering three pizzas and all I heard was pop, pop, pop. And when I turned around, yeah. all this glass was falling, and yeah. I knew the shooting was coming from outside, yeah. dude. And you try to, like, when you're in that moment, the possibility of freezing is huge, right? It's the blinky lights, dude. I know we say fight. Or flight, mm-hmm. but there's also freeze. That's mm-hmm. the part of the combo. 
Uh, witnesses said the shots were fired from outside the restaurant, blah, 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 blah. I can't. And the victim stagger, staggered into the parking lot and fell dead on the pavement. Oh, Jesus. Now, uh, let me tell you something, you big mouse. Now, if I'm uh, going to freeze, I can't likely drop. And if I drop, then I ain't likely to freeze. Like, can't we meet somewhere other than no. the Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. I, uh, evidently not. No. No, it's got to be settled right there, Old West style. That's unbelievable. Now, if they would have killed kids, what now? It's never happened at a Shakey's Pizza when I was a kid. I never had no Shakey's Pizza. We didn't have the blinky lights and the crazy mouse giving my kids nightmares. I played Deal or No Deal at Chuck E. Cheese. I kind of miss playing that game. I wonder if uh, a part of that is when a parent at Chuck E. Cheese gets the bill for that cardboard pizza. And it's like $182. And then they, they're like, Psh, I'm shooting this bitch up. No, that's not it. So you say. I know. Prove it. Because the people were outside in the parking lot shooting. Well, right. And After, sure, they paid and went outside and said. Everybody knows you're paying too much money when you go to Chuck E. Cheese. It ain't a secret. All right. You're paying for the mouse, bro. I ain't got a kid, so. What's the most you've ever paid at a Chuck E. Cheese? I don't even know. You don't know. Do you, do you, you know all, how long do, do you, ago do you, it was? Do, now, if you go to somebody's birthday party, you pay, or does the parent with the birthday munchkin pay for the whole thing? It all depends on who the parent is. Right, right, um, right, right. But uh, maybe a parent didn't pay their share, so they got shot out in the parking lot. I don't know. They didn't throw a twenty in. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I usually would throw money in because right, I right. know it's expensive as hell. Um, and then you got years of therapy for the kids later when they. Mouse, a nightmare. It's true. It's true. Oh boy. Uh, it's a hell of a way to start your childhood. Uh, a hell of a way to ring in four years old, dude. <laughs> that news break had it all. <laughs> the decline. I call that news break the decline of Western civilization. <laughs> we call it no hope. Wednesday morning, all hope <laughs> has disappeared you're listen you're on your own people relax what a complete waste we are killing it online have you guys checked the comments of cyberspace smoke that skin wagon says you guys are killing it the jjo morning show podcast we're internet sensations johnny and d nowhere but jjo a status uh, named Jeffrey Rosenthal uh, was going through the games you should never play. Any of them. When you're at a casino. When you're hammered. <laughs> when your kid's out in the car freezing. Yeah, yeah, Get, yeah. get the car running hard. A wheel of fortune machine really gets me, dude. <laughs> John Friedberg says, about to play what must be the absolute worst casino game in terms of player odds. And he guesses. One of the games, which to my surprise is one of the most popular and also has one of the worst odds against you, is the uh, video lottery terminals. So people love them, but they usually have at least a 5% and maybe 15% house edge. So they're really not the best game. There are some casino games which have odds which are much better for the player. So for example, the game Craps, you have a 49.2929% chance of winning. Yeah, there you go. So stay away from the video lottery terminals, do the craps, or do... Video lottery terminal? Yeah. Is that poker? Yeah. They'll have, like, the Kino on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Kino, too. It's a freaking addicting. I won 
I was in Keystone one night out in South Dakota, and I walked in. I threw a five, and I think I hit a, a like a ten kino thing for six hundred dollars. Oh, nice, dude! <laughs> Played it down the uh, three. Yeah, yeah. Finally yeah, walked out. That's a. I love kino, and I don't know why. I it's like never I feel. Played. I feel always. I feel good when I play Keno. You know. I don't think I've ever. Wait, I have played Keno, but I was hammered. Oh, yeah. And so whoever I was with, Lord only knows, was was helping me do it. (laughs) Well, there's nothing to help. I mean, just point and click. (laughs) I needed all the help I could get. (laughs) My hand. My hand doesn't work. Jesus. Uh, What's your favorite game? My favorite game, yeah. roulette. Yeah, well, that's kind of like Keno. I mean, it's uh, I uh, I I don't have a lot of luck at a roulette. Christy does, but uh, we were on our cruise ship and she killed it. Yeah, and I was playing blackjack, but she does well. I roulette and then the wheel of fortune slot. What about you? But the wheel of fortune slot, I'm so. I have a hard time. Don't, isn't there like a cashing three, out? Isn't there like a three dollar minimum on to get the wheel to go on Wheel of Fortune to get the big wheel? I think to it go? depends on what machine you're playing. Yeah, yeah. I think you can play. Yeah, it's probably a fifty cent or a dollar Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still a sucker for uh, slots, dude. I I love them. I mean, I have my favorites. Uh, they took out my favorite in Baraboo, uh, Game of Thrones. That, that used to be my favorite. I don't know what happened. Um, I won some a nice fifteen hundred dollar hit on that. Uh, Buffalo doesn't go away. People love Buffalo. Had a nice hit on that. I watched a guy Potawatomi run up five grand on a Buffalo again. He's betting three bucks a spin. And then did he cash out? Uh, I don't know. We walked away. He was at six grand still spinning, and we walked away. And he had like fifty people around watching it. Oh man! But Buffalo, I don't know. I just. Some machines you feel lucky on. I had a nice hit up there yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Took 1900 out of it. Try to stay out of the casino, dude. For a bit. <laughs> Just for a bit. Try the ATM machine. That's usually a, a winner. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I've been fantasizing. Every time the Ho-Chunk commercial comes on, I'm like, oh, God. Want to go. I'm just giving you my highlights. Yes. There's a lot of. A lot of empty pocket nights too. I'm more, well, more than I care to admit. Yeah, I well, I got therapy on Monday, and I'm going to help ask her for help forgiving myself for not cashing out last time. As long as you, uh, kind of like investing in crypto. As long as you're, as long as you're just betting enough that it's not going to break you or screw the mortgage up. Or, yeah, I know. Just make keep it fun. Right. Don't ruin it. Yeah. Because then you're going to get angry. Yeah. At anybody you see at a casino. You're just gonna get mad. Then you're gonna take it out, like uh, like my buddy Sly used to say, Mister Hand becomes Mister Fist, and then all of a sudden, you're looking for some vengeance. That's right. That's right. Don't ever let Mister Hand become Mister Fist. Exactly. It's it a little shady. So if you get angry, just don't go in. Yeah. Because that doesn't help. Well, when we go out to Vegas, I'm for sure playing some roulette when we go out there. Yeah, sure. You know, I gotta gamble a little bit. I did pretty good on the slots last time yeah. um, at Hard Rock, actually. I did really good there. Um, and then, I don't know, with the King guys there, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> last time I hung out with them in Vegas, I was getting breakfast at 
I don't know, seven in the morning, still yeah. wasted. So right. not great decisions. Old liver. It's my favorite thing about Vegas, just walking down the strip and popping into casinos. Yeah. Throwing a fitty. So See, I, I like it. It's and then, fun, it's, I just like looking at the architecture, too. I oh, mean, yeah. The, casinos are just temples out there. And the there. people. I like watching all the people. Yeah, and everybody said Fremont. Go to Fremont Street because the slots are loose, but I lost 300 bucks at I Fremont. Know. I lost my ass there two years ago. Okay, so it's it's us. <laughs> We're doomed. <laughs> We're doomed. Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Okay, so... Uh, Ebro was talking about Aaron Rodgers going on that cleanse, mm. and then and I saw the I saw the post on Insta, the gratitude post. Yeah. What's happening here? He's this just, is all new to me. What's he's up? just copying me, by the way. Aaron. Yeah, mm. I've been doing gratitude posts, which y'all should. Try. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, like uh, don't. Uh, yeah, yes. Like be nice, have a purpose. Or like no, it's more like I'm thankful for. These people around me, I'm right, thankful right. for whatever. Right. Tacos, mostly. Um, so he, yeah, gushed over Shailene Woodley on Instagram. I almost vomited uh, when I read the post. I've learned so much from her. Uh, she's just an incredible woman. Taught me what unconditional love looks like. You know, it's a great <gasps> gift. When you have a partner like that, it just makes life so much more enjoyable and Living a life of gratitude is such an important way to keep that joy in your life. You know, one thing that, that I am sad about and I'm definitely uh, apologetic is I didn't realize in the midst of, of the COVID conversations how much my situation was affecting my loved ones, uh, the people that support me and love me and, and check on me and take care of me. But I, I am very sorry to those, those people you know, Shay and my loved ones and my and my agents. I didn't realize the kind of shrapnel they'd be taking. And I never meant to get you in the middle of it, but you got into it by proxy because of your relationships with me. As long as Aaron was giving me $100,000 as a uh, coattail relative, I wouldn't care what he goes on the radio and says. Say, Aaron, Aaron, you're my uncle. Can I have some money? I will take the shrapnel. Hey, Aaron, I'm your little cousin. I don't think you're crazy at all. Can I have some money? <laughs> <laughs> that how it go? That's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Good for him. Who cares? Uh, he seems humbling there. Yeah, Is well, he, he just spent us? 12 days puking and oh, crapping himself. Yeah, I, I, if I want to do that, I'll go to Mexico. What? Why is he Why is he doing that? What is that all about? I just went to Cancun and did that. I didn't even have to pay for it. Well, I did, I guess. Uh, oh, my God. What's, yeah. what's that all about? I don't know. Is that a... I can find gratitude in my life without having to crap my pants. Thank you. Well, what is that thing called he did? What is it's it? It's just some... It's an old cleanse. It's oh, okay. a very old cleanse. All right. He's uh, an interesting guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he needs to uh, win an effing Super Bowl. Maybe he wouldn't. Oh my that. God! Who the hell? See, cares? I think the more he doesn't win a Super Bowl, the, the more, weirder he gets. The more weird all of this stuff looks. Because if we'd win, we'd be like, I don't go, care. go ahead, puke your guts up. We don't care. 
That's what. If we won a Super Bowl, we'd all be doing the cleanse. That's right. But right now we're like, dude, uh, save your strength, buddy. We got a Super Bowl to win. You know, very strange. Uh, what is the one clothing item you lose more than others? Oh, the one clothing item. Uh, uh, using my fully a lot of time. My uh, clothing item. Oh, uh, well. One day back in 1994, if you were a student at Memorial High School here on the west side, I lost my pants. And that is why we aren't allowed to go to schools anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most item I lose. Come on now. This is easy. It's got to be the sock. 100%, dude. It's got to be the sock. Dude, and you win a pair of socks. I'm sure there's 20 singles behind my dryer. Oh, for sure. I'm too lazy to go get um, an exciting new survey on laundry habits <laughs> has found the average person will lose 756 socks in their lifetime, which... I, that's unbelievable. Right. I can't believe it's not an odd number. How's that an even number? God dang it. Now, this is... Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. On average, we will do 13,000 loads of laundry in our lifetime. If you're a parent, you can go ahead and triple that. Yeah. Uh, through all of those loads, the average person will ruin 95 pieces of clothing by washing whites with darker colors mm-hmm. or not choosing the appropriate settings. That seems low. Since 29% of people say they don't bother separating colors and 76% say they say they use the same washer and dryer settings for every damn thing. Yeah, I do. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't. I'm a slow learner. It's okay. It's true. I have a pile of socks in my room, office, whatever, blah, blah. I I bet there are 15 to 20 socks in that pile I cannot find a match to. now You don't need a match. Well, I know. I'm particular about I'm a little particular about that. I'm not particular enough to go looking for it, but I'm a particular enough that I can't wear a white and black sock. I know that's the punk thing to do, but I can't do that. It goes against, I'd have a bad day at the casino if I thought there was something off. What if you did that and you had a great day at the casino? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like an NFL player doesn't change his jock strap for four seasons. Mm. Um, anyways, so what I do uh, now when I go to Walmart to buy socks, I'll buy 15 pair of the same exact color. Oh, yeah. So that uh, takes the anxiety out of trying to find a match. Totally. Generally, I... But then I just start over. I lose enough, I just clean the slate and I start over. Mm-hmm. So maybe that 700 number rings true. Oh, totally. Maybe there's a sock fairy that and comes in and takes it. Stop it. Um, you can use old socks, like the ones you don't use, use them for cleaning rags. Uh, sure. You know? Sure. Throw, like whatever nasty stuff that you don't want to What about you? What about panties? I don't just leave them laying around. No. Now, do you wear panties or like underwear? How would you describe your undergarment? Underneath stuff. Yeah. What do you wear? Under. I don't know. What's the difference between panties and underwear? Well, Is that the panties, same thing? Panties are uh, paint a very sexual picture. Oh. Panties. Do they? It seems less motherly. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to put that, but. 
Uh, dank, dainty. So, like, okay. Uh, less material. <laughs> okay, less material. Barely covering the crotch. Okay, wow. <laughs> Holy, well, I guess I wear underwear to work and panties on dates then. Bam. I don't know. God. Is that the qualification there? Yeah. Tell me about your panties. Uh, I wear uh, Under Armour. They're yeah. very comfortable. They wick. Oh. Lot, a lot of moisture down there. A lot of undercarriage. <laughs> sweating. But uh, I used to wear these uh, these little bikini shorts, but they crunch my sack. Mm. So I've no good. I've loosened things up just a little bit. Yeah, but I still like everything kept in check. You still need some structure there. I like flopping around. No, uh, can't have the flops, dude. So uh, underwear I don't lose, but socks. God, it is very mysterious where the the sock situation. Yeah, it's mysterious until you pull your washer out to yep. clean behind it, and then you're like, "Oh, well, there they all are." And I and and I, it's weird because I'm a I'm a fighter. I don't, but I when I you know, oh, socks gone, I give up, and I literally just walk. I walk away. I wash my hands of it. And I'm like, "Well, that's that's uh, those are the those are the beats in life. You just got to walk away. Some things you can't win. Like the okay. a sock to me is like the IRS. I can't beat it. That's true." It's true. If you love it, let it go. It's your socks. Where does a sock go, Paul? I missed. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. And only three countries in the world don't use the metric system. Or you can listen to this one. I can't remember where I went Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I do on Friday? I got to check my calendar. <laughs> Saw me Friday. Call the JJO Morning Show podcast. I literally have no idea where I was Friday. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. A woman has spoken of her horror after discovering that her obstetrician of almost a decade was actually her biological father. A shocking story starts in 1983. Morgan Halquist's parents, Gary and Joe Ann Levy, turned to Dr. Morris Wortman, a well known fertility specialist in Rochester. He said, you know, you look like your mother, but I can't quite put my finger in it. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> to help them conceive after Gary was paralyzed following a motorcycle accident. Wartman told them that the artificial insemination was the best course of action. Between 83 and 85, he treated Joanne. In 85, Morgan Halquist was born. When Morgan turned eight, her parents told her she had been donor-conceived, and she learned more about genetics in her teenage years at school. She asked her mother to reach out to Wartman's office for more specifics about her biological father. That's the sound effect of doom, ladies and gentlemen. Joanne was told the office no longer had the records <laughs> from the time when Halquist was conceived. Right. Morgan went on to marry to have two kids, but when she started suffering from gynecological issues that her regular OBGYN seemed unable to resolve, she decided to turn to the man that helped her parents so much. Wartman. Oh, no. <laughs> You know, we got to pay a dollar to the sound effect company every time we <laughs> lighten up on the on the thing there. So when Gare Bear passed away in 2015, Morgan decided to pursue more information about her biological father. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wartman continued as their OBGYN. <laughs> I'll save money and do it myself. <laughs> Performing pelvis and breast exams yeah. and transvaginal ultrasounds as reported uh, by this Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, which is who broke the story. What is transvaginal? Is that on the outside? That's on the inside. Oh, I had it backwards. Um, after a genetic test, I, I did a shoving yeah, yeah, motion. She's, 
You're so used to shoveling snow, you just transvaged a shovel full of whatever's in there. I don't know what's in there. It was like a scooping, shoving. Yeah, I that, don't know. That had to hurt. Um, after a genetic test, she discovered she was 50% uh, Ashkenazi. I never know how to say that. Jewish. Uh, however, this was concerning as her parents... <laughs> had asked that the donor used to conceive Morgan be a mix of ethnicities. Right. Through genetic tests, she discovered mm-hmm. two half-brothers mm-hmm. who were also 50% Jewish, just like her. So she went on to discover six more half-siblings. Jeez. So now you're like, they're, what? They're adding up now. Some of her half-brothers, strangely, bore resemblances to Wartman. <laughs> Don't I don't be know. I'm suspicious. starting to, don't starting to be not, suspicious. Starting to not trust this fella. I'm start, starting <laughs> to think something's up. I want to keep him away from my mom's vag. All of the half siblings were under the impression their biological father had been a medical student. Barrel. We <laughs> so much barrel. Barrel. We continued to believe this narrative of this being a medical student because we were all about the same age, so it seemed logical. However, by 2021. Some of her half-siblings were questioning whether their parents had told them the truth about the sperm donors used to conceive them and began to wonder wonder whether Wartman was her biological father. Because of her unique relationship with a doctor, Morgan was hesitant about the theory. She said, my brothers had some questions about their own appearances. (laughs) But I had this relationship. I thought, I think my gynecologist is my father. I'm a lunatic. Who thinks those kinds of things? This sounds like something out of the X-Files. I'm waiting for the lady that's only a torso to crawl out of the trunk. Remember when? They, yes, remember when they had mom in the trunk and they and the son would impregnate her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He pull her out of the trunk, impregnate her, put her back in the trunk. That was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was and I was sick. And I was like sick man, ten years old. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Remember that? I don't think she had arms. Right. They right. pull her out and pregnant her and put her back yep. in. Ah! Eventually, one of the half-brothers got in touch with one of Wartman's daughters from a previous marriage who agreed to provide a genetic sample for comparison. Before the results came back, Morgan visited Wartman once more. But after he had made some inappropriate comments, she realized the truth. He'd made some sexual jokes and said some things that were really uncomfortable. He said, you're a really good kid. Such a good kid. I uh, then had a moment thinking everything you've been afraid of is real. A month later, results came back comparing the DNA of Morgan's half brother and Wartman's biological daughter. There was a 99.99% chance the two were siblings. That's a wrap. Morgan then reached out to Wartman's daughter and got some, the same results after another genetic comparison. She said, I just sat in the backyard and screamed and cried on the field at a friend's house because I felt like it broke something inside that can never be fixed. She has since launched a lawsuit against Wartman. He had denied all, a lot of the allegations of medical malpractice that he had used his own sperm during the fertility cycle in which Morgan's mother was impregnated. How? <laughs> New York State has no laws against so-called fertility fraud. I, really? Boy, there's a... We should open a law office. Go Dude. In the, go in the business. Yeah, we're real lawyery. Um, anyway, Morgan and her team hope to have Wartman dismissed for the fact that he was her gynecologist for nine years, arguing that he should have refused to treat her. Her lawyer, Catherine Lee Bruns, is pissed 
A physician owes a duty to his patients. In this instance, he had a duty to not treat her. He violated her ethic or his ethical obligation as a physician. He never should have treated Morgan. He should have taken whatever steps were necessary to refer to a different physician out of an abundance of cash. And Morgan adds that her mother, Joanne, feels violated as well. Was this a small town? Where was this? Rochester. New York. Yeah. Okay. Small-ish. Ish. Er, er. A lot of people, yeah, it's... It's like a one-stop shop for freak show in there. Just get your vag and uh, impregnated at the same place. Morgan's fighting to make fertility fraud a crime, saying it blew her mind that there was no legislation for something that seems so blatantly abhorrent. So did the Amen. Doc- so let me get this straight. Did, did the doctor physically impregnate her, or did he like do the insemination process? He must have done IVF. But it was his, yeah. So he got off on, you know. Right. Which I think is insane because what if two of those siblings meet up? Right. Right? And they, if you don't know your dad, then they get married and they have kids because they don't know they're related. Right. Here comes the freak show to town. One night only at the Dane County Coliseum. They're we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Come on out, buy a lightsaber, and see everybody that's related to each other. <laughs> Get some cotton candy and meet your third cousin that you didn't know you were related to. <laughs> hey, or by your father or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Look at the elephant. <laughs> oh. That is uh, creepy. I read, I think I saw a story uh, is about a lady. Uh, that was my doctor checking in. Um, she found out that she, her donor was not what she specified. They lied to her. And I think she didn't have any recourse either. Yeah, you can't. If I I remember Fertility fraud, not a crime. Fertility fraud, not a crime. Right. Isn't that something? Wow, that's crazy, man. Jesus. Yeah, who's watching the sperm bank? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's very scatty. Wow. Yeah, and how do you know? I mean, they don't... What are you going to look through a microscope and... You got to call the guy. Well, then you'd have to go back and match with the guy that to confirm it, who dropped the load off. Right. 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 But a lot of times, those people want to be anonymous, right? Right. You don't right. need the sperm. You yeah. get paid. Right. Papal. So, all right. So it's best not to know who, yeah. who daddy is. So I think you have to go through a whole process. But I don't know. I'm. This is not official information. Wow, that doctor though. Oh. So and he first so, got off on the fact that he violated that woman, and then treating his own daughter. That's, he's, not, he's down there going, "Hmm, something smells familiar." <laughs> what is that? Curry. So your mother doesn't live on 414 Oak Street, does she? I feel like I've been there before. Hello? 
also have the same matching carpet. Yes. See, that's why I was driving out there. Oh. Man, between this story and Aaron Rodgers puking and vomiting all over the place, that's yeah. been quite a morning. <laughs> and we're just getting warmed up, dude. Oh, wow. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Like uh, Tim Conway, an old Carol Burnett show. It's the Swedish Chef, you dummy. It's the Swedish Chef. Um, in a new poll, sixty-three percent of people think their cooking at home could compete with professional celebrity chefs. Mm. <laughs> You're crazy. Mm. Yeah, Dude. well, maybe the air fryer Olympics. Maybe I could put something together. <laughs> right, but uh, my hash browns are lean and mean, dude. Like. Uh, it's all about putting the cheddar on at the right time. I feel like I do okay, but, you know, the second they'd be like, oh, I need you to make a beef wellington, yeah. I'd be like, nah, yeah. right? So when you break out the Tito's and say, no, uh, no, no. When asked how they think they do on a cooking competition show, it all depends which cooking competition it would be. If it was like Hell's Kitchen, I would not do good because you're competing with other people that are doing it uh, for a living. But if it would be like, I don't know, like like uh, stoner chopped, I'd be in. Stoner chopped? <laughs> Should do that. Why not, right? Uh, 30% of people say they'd make it somewhere mid-season. 27% think that they'd be the first to go. 5% were confident they would win it all. These are probably the same people say they could win American Ninja. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> okay. Or no. Uh, uh, you gotta have a reality check, man. Right. So, um, you just to throw it out there, you more than likely cannot compete with a celebrity chef. If if you're listening to this, odds of you and Gordon Ramsay going toe to toe zero. You have to learn to drizzle. I know drizzling is a big thing on very minute. Uh, minute pieces of food on mm. giant plates. I think that's how they make it. Right. Well, plating is a whole other thing. That's how they make it look fancy. Learning how to plate is a whole, that's a that's right. a month-long lesson a right there. Tiny one-inch by one-inch chunk of salmon, and then it's drizzling and parsley placement. What is it drizzled with? You know what it's drizzled with. <laughs> I don't. Tell me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh uh, Bernays. Wow. 
Is that French for mango? I just don't to say balsamic reduction, and then I sound brilliant. Then just run away before they. <laughs> before you got to answer any more questions, just run. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Do you ever watch the Great British Baking Show? Uh, no. So that's an interesting one, and as it goes on, it gets a lot more difficult. But like, so they have these different assignments, but they can't have recipes. So if they say, well, it'll have a recipe, but it'll it, it becomes a looser recipe. So it'll be like. Uh, make a sponge cake, and there right. won't be a recipe for it. So you have to know how to make a sponge cake off Correct. the top of your friggin' head. Right. And that that's the stuff where I was all like, you you people think you can do that? You you make stuff out of a box. <laughs> you cannot compete on that show. Right. That's kind of, know your limitations there, a-hole. I wonder what people think of the Guy Fieri, you know, when we left Cancun a couple of weeks ago, we hated his, what is it, the American... Grill or whatever that thing's called. I liked it. I thought my burger was really excellent. And Christy had that massive toasted cheese thing. Mm. And yeah, our bill was 60 bucks. Airport, you know. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. At 20, it's an airport. And then uh, four beers or whatever. Uh, I thought it was, I thought the meat was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if people bitch about the gourmet burger. I thought it was great. I don't think they bitch about it. I thought it was super good, man. The price could be a little less, but uh, it's just, it's nice when you get, it, it is weird when you get back into an airport and you want, you crave a Burger King or just a, a great hamburger. Oh, yeah. You know, after eating burritos and crepes all week. Holy crepe. Holy crepe. It's a little thin pancake. Well, uh, your friendly morning show here to remind you that you cannot compete with those people. Why? Because they're professional chefs. Bingo. And you are not. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.